Hey guys, uh, this is Forrest. Um, this is Real Church Matters. We talk Real Church Matters. It's Real Church Matters. And we were supposed to be recording a little more matters to episode 69. And then it ended up going for a whole nother more hour. So mom's still here. <laughs> I'm talking. And uh, yeah, so I just, I just kept it rolling. This is like our usual conversation. Yeah. It's not, it's not strange to us. So. Um, actually, two hours is kind of light work. It is. <laughs> but um, so this is part two. Um, once again, always appreciative to each and every person listening. Uh, continue to share it, and uh, God bless. Here's part two of the house this spirit built. And this has happened over a period of time. Is is anything when you have an organized church? Um, the you know you have a pastor. Some may have an assistant pastor. These are all levels of hierarchy. And because it resembles a workplace, there are a lot of people who take that as uh, I'm the pastor and this is not going to go in this house. (laughs) I want to be in control. We had ended out service. Everything ends at one o'clock. You were out of order to speak that or you were out of order. This has happened, and I've seen it happen in church. I've seen people walk away crushed, and some of them were really out of order. And this is the interesting thing about that, because I I started to ask this question, and then I wasn't getting no answers, and I know why. Sometimes the wrong answer answers the question. (laughs) But to whose order? To the order that is convenient for the heads of the church, those people who those people who have been under shepherds. But that's the that's the question that even the pastors should be asking. Yeah, I'm I'm fighting for an order. Whose order? Whose order? Because I'm not the judge. Yeah, I'm the bailiff. At the yeah. at best, the pastor is the bailiff. Yes, he says order in the court because. He knows what the judge commands, expects. I've heard, you know, I've been in some dynamic services. And I've heard while you're leaving out the door, the only thing that our church lacks is order. And I'm like. Yeah, they're like, people just speak. Well, did you ask yourself what they say? Yeah. Are you paying attention? Or were you more concerned about the fact that you needed to be out of church at that given time until you get that doctor's report. That's the order, and that's the concern with the modernization of church is when you hear someone say, because we we know a lot of the behind-the-curtain stuff. Yeah, you know in the kitchen. Sometimes you feel like Dorothy when Toto pulled the curtain back, Yeah, and you see the old man just talking, and this ominous voice, <laughs> and you see this little itty bitty man, and you start to realize you 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 have this culture shock, and then you have this dissenting view, like you you hear ominous words from a big person, and then you see this little man. Yeah, with real with real problems, and real problems like this little ant. Who could make this little ant think he could? Eat this rubber tree plant or whatever. Very Move human. This, very human. Very uh, defeated in everyday life. And you say, hey, wait a minute. This is not real. This can't be God. But that's when you vacillate between two worlds. Because and it's a struggle. It's but a struggle. that's where God is so ingenious is that he wanted to make sure that his spirit wasn't housed in a building. But it was housed in you. That's right. He refused. <laughs> he refused. He said, you hear all this stuff and said, uh, this, you know, churches have models and, and, and directives and all of this stuff. And you hear all of this stuff. But God said he wouldn't put his spirit in brick and mortar again. Yeah. He so wouldn't it, do it. It's even in a way, weird way that you hear the term church planting. Yeah. It's like, what literally are you planting? Because is that the crop 
that Jesus was talking about. No. When he said the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. Was that what he was talking about? Is that you having as many locations, you literally franchising church? No. He wasn't. And and that's not the seed we should be planting. No. And as long as you learn, I you know, the 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 thing of it is, is in all of that methodology, it and quenches, that's all the, that's the all it is. is quenched through the methodology. Yes. Through the formula, through the franchising of the church, we have quenched the spirit of God. And even even so much that during and, and I'll say until recent recently, um, you could hear from most churches, um, just the discouragement of having Bible study in your home, having Bible study, a family Bible study in your home, discouraging against it because there's no good that comes from having a family Bible study in you've, your home. You've even heard the term, there are rogue Christians. Yeah. There are rogue Christians who are building kingdoms unto themselves. You got to ask yourself, who's saying this? Yes, long who, rangers. Who's saying that the, these are long rangers? You don't want to be a long ranger. That's it. what they say. But yet, living in the spirit can't, a, be, can't, a be, long ranger. can't be turned off and on. Uh, you know, living in the, in the heavenlies, like he says, seek these things which are above. He says, <clears throat> set your affection above. So you're telling me my affection is supposed to be set and the, for the, the hours of church. That's the interesting thing, too, is like <clears throat> in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he's talking about these variety of spirits. He moves on to talk about there's many members but one body. Yeah. He's doing that because he's like, in order for this to work, this variety of moving of God's spirit, there still has to be a mind, a methodology in which the Christian walks in yeah. that promotes unity. How? He says, all of us are different, but of a self-same spirit. If we're not one in the spirit, it's chaos. Yes. And what's happening now is everybody's afraid to say, I'm the one, I'm confident of the spirit that's moving in me. Yes. If there's an issue with what I'm doing. Let me know. Let me know so that we can talk about what's wrong with you. <laughs> you and if and if so be it, I might have to go. I might have to be put out because <laughs> I need to be a part of a body that hasn't phantom pain. But know <laughs> this, and I put this in my heart because I believe that this is what God put inside of me. Know this, you got to put me out doing the will of God because. See, uh, the arm can't cut itself off. <laughs> yeah. The arm can't cut itself yeah. off. The leg can't cut itself off. Another part of the body has to do the job. Yes. Yes. If you want me gone. Yeah. Amputate me. That's right. But know that you will feel me there even when I'm not there no longer. That's right. I will be a phantom pain. You want to know why? Because there's no way... That another part of the body should harm itself. That's right. And you can't put God out. There needs to be a <laughs> meeting of the spirits, not a meeting of the minds. We do a lot of meeting of the minds. That's right. But there needs to be a meeting of the spirit. I would love to sit in a leadership meeting and a, a church meeting and there be a meeting of the spirits. Yes. Where we like, you know what? There is a place of discrepancy yeah. that we're at. It's like we at a restaurant at, at the end of the night. They count up all the drawers. If there's any discrepancy, nobody's leaving. That's right. You stay till it's you done. You stay till it's done. Well, I sat there at, at the retail place I worked, and we had to stay till, till they figured out. They said, we, we short $20. Nobody's leaving. And one of the guys just dug in his pocket. He said, here's $20. Here's $20 because I got to go home. I got kids. Yeah. But there's until we reconcile, because that's what they call it. Yes. That's what they call it. You, you know, you're the accountant. So, yes, you know, yes. They call it reconcile. Yeah. Until we reconcile. Yeah. And we forget that. We're supposed to be the, the church that's the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. But we don't know how to reconcile each other to the spirit. Yeah. And it's, that's because it takes time. And it takes, we're operating 
off of God's time, not ours. That's why we have family Bible studies. Yeah. And in that family Bible study, God let me know, if you're going to really reach your family, we have to cut the pretense of church out. Yeah. Cut the niceties out. Yeah. And get peel back that scab to get to the wound so it can be healed. Yep. Because if not, you just you're just replicating. We just playing. You're just replicating the church. We need. Is hey, it? we got to describe. People look. Your siblings looking like. Now where did he bring that up from? How did he? Where, where did he yeah, get that? Yeah. Because, it, oh well, you thought this was covered with a scab. We peel scabs because yes. anything God does, it don't scab over. No, there is no appearance of it. Of it at all. At all. And that means we have to have the courage. And the right tools to unearth these things. And heal them. And heal them. There's no way that, and, and that's what's happening. That's why you have many, many churches full of uh, mental, mental, mentally Absolutely. ill people because an uncovered wound, mental wound, and it's, it's, it's the worst thing there is. Yeah. That's why they they have PTSD. Again, we go back. That's just That's just saying that the trauma has been covered. Right. But it's not healed. And that's the, the, the crazy thing is that in those processes of us talking to people and trying to come to a place of commonality in the spirit, we have to be willing to say, at some point, we know God's way. Yeah. It can't be agree to disagree because we know God's, God's way. way. Even when I'm talking to I've people that don't believe, and you know they they have un, unearthed their problems, and I have to introduce them. I said I don't know a way to get out of that, but I do know God's way, and I'm willing to share that. Yeah, because His way is for all of us. Yeah, and I say, see, for all of us, He has a plan that He wants to bring. To an expected end. Mm -hmm. So that means we, at some point, we have to embrace his way so we can reach that expected end. We can all agree that there is God. And so this is a way that I found to, to move in a world where people have problems. It's unique to none. It is common to all. Yeah. Everybody has problems. And that's the amazing thing, too. When we talk about the spirit creates this commonality with us. Yeah. It only is in, it's the only way to combat the other. Yes. Because the other, we share commonality. Yeah. The other, we're unified in. Yeah. Everyone's unified in hate. Yeah. They, we've been unified in yeah. hate. Everybody's unified in lust. Yeah, and desire. That's why they can spend a million dollars or, or pain. That's why you can spend a million dollars on a, a billion dollars on a commercial. Yeah, they're not afraid. Like, well, if we spend a billion dollars on this commercial, but it only appeals to one section of the you, of the population. You, oh no, trust me, this will appeal to everyone. You start looking at at people. I start looking at people and listening to them, and they don't have a problem putting out. Uh, you know, my husband cheated on me last week. Or because they they feel a common common pain between people, you know. Yeah, mine did last year, and da, 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 and you you watch how this pain is battered ain't, around. Ain't, ain't men dogs, sister? Yeah, all dogs. Girl, I'm going to such and such place, and I'm a do- and he knows where he's at. We continuing on with our relationship, and I hear it, and I pick my time. Yeah. According to what God says, because he says, you can't, the only thing you can give them is me. That's, a, that's another thing. The, the unity of spirit is reflective in every relationship. Yes, it is. So when you look at it, literally you have marriages that have formed a union based on flesh. Yeah. I'm not even talking about just sex. You have people who have formed a union just in spite of other people. Other people. And then when you take away the other people... They're staring at each other. They're staring at each other. It's me and you against the world. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde, we ride or die. We ride or die because everybody doesn't want us to be together. Nobody likes it. And you know what? When the world don't care no more, then y'all looking at each other like, I don't even think we like each other. Yeah. 
<laughs> Where do we go? We from just here? had a common bond. Yeah. In what resentment, hatred, and, bitterness, anger, and a lot of a lot of kids friendships find, too. Your friendships too, and a lot of kids. kids your kids find it the 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 taboo thing, and as long as you tell them it's taboo, they're gonna try. It. Yeah. And they'll engage in it. But as soon as the light is shined on it, and you say, okay, you could do it. Somebody told one of my teachers told me, and it always stuck with me. She said, stolen fruit is the sweetest. Yeah. And it, I use it all the time. It's one of those things I've been using ever since I was in middle school. It, it remains. It, it's one of those things, words <laughs> of wisdom that she got from the spirit realm. Yeah. She got from the spirit realm, and she used it. To capsule, you know, and that's why it remains with you. Because she reached up in there and got it from the spirit. It it definitely underscores the reality, which is we are unified in, we think we're unified in a thing, but we're really really unified in the mind we are in that thing. Yeah, it is. We share a common mind. We do. Partners in crime literally are partners in Crime. Now, like this, they, they, they're partners in a criminal mentality. And this is where the danger, this is where the Christian becomes non-effective in the world. Mm-hmm. Is because we still share that common commonality. We are so, not one in the spirit yet. And, and what happens is we're, we do have to engage in a world around us. And there are hurting people. And our purpose was that we were supposed to be houses of deliverance. And when we opened our mouth, yeah. people were were supposed to be able to drink freely from the waters that run within us yeah. because we've been partakers of this water and have yeah. been healed and made whole. And we were supposed to be able to open, but we can't do that if we isolate ourselves from the world. If we stay away from the world, we don't, we are not able to do it. So when we get put back into the world, when we're out there, we're non-effective. You want to yeah. know why? We're in agreement. We're going through the same thing. We have not been able to get healed of hurts because we're continuously in relationships that are broken. Yeah. We're continuously dealing with children that just won't listen. Yeah. And we have husbands that aren't faithful. We're continuously going on with the very same things that we are now in the body of Christ are supposed to have conquered. But you can only conquer those things when you embrace the one world. And I think that's why you see people railing against the institution of church. Yeah. Like you see them railing against the institution of law enforcement. Right. Because they look at law enforcement as this entity that's supposed to protect and serve, but has been corrupted. Yeah. And there's, while we know it's corrupted, it still is the only form of that help. Yeah. That is allowed. Yep. You try to take a gun yourself, they're going to call you a vigilante, you're going to be in trouble. They still expect you when something happens to call the 911. Even though you don't feel trusted and comfortable in them doing the job they've been called to, to do. do. It's the same thing with the church. Yeah. We look at the church and we expect them to protect and serve. We expect them to move in a certain way, but they've corrupted the spirit of that. Yeah, and even even they want to spend, the leaders of the church don't want to use their, don't want to lose their humanity, they say. Yeah. They, they want to be... They want to be reachable by the people, so they want to look like the people. So they tell them, you know, things like, uh, I haven't reached it yet, and I'm not, I I fell last week, and I I needed to, to look away from this, or I needed to do this. And to be honest with you, we have to live above that in a place. He said we have to live in heavenly places where Christ Jesus sits. And what does that look like? That means even though I'm in this flesh, even though I'm walking around here, I allow my spirit, the very essence of who I am, my thought process, to stay in a place where it's now comfortable being. I'm comfortable being in heavenly places. I'm comfortable hearing heavenly words. I'm, I'm comfortable being directed by the spirit. I don't fight. 
I don't fight anymore. Yeah. I'm comfortable being being told, stay right here. Don't don't walk. Don't go right now. I know it's I, I know what time it is. Yeah. Stay right here. I'm comfortable. And the more opportunities that we have to yield to the spirit, it's just like having a parent. Listening to that parent when you a parent will gain trust in a child. Mm. In certain areas, I don't ever think that as you're raising a child that you can just trust, put the child on autopilot and trust them that they're going to always make the right decisions because there's a level of understanding that grows during the process. Yeah. So, but, so when you're looking at a Christian, that's the same way. It's the same yeah. way that there's God expects us. To have a level of understanding with him, but it takes living, not visiting, yeah. living in the spirit realm. If you if you haven't laid before God, yeah. and what I mean by laying before God, cease your mind from thinking about all these things yeah, that matter now. That's another thing that we definitely take the time, and I don't I don't care about the time. Cause you know, we'll make sure this gets out to the ears that need to hear it. Yeah. Um, but that whole process, because we talked a lot about being the what the spirit is all about and stuff, but there's still that disconnect, and I can feel that we haven't covered it in the sense of how do I traverse this landscape? How do I get to that? How do I get to it? So, um, one of the things that's been on my heart. So I there's this this uh, this thing of of separation anxiety yeah and it's a podcast that's coming up that we're going to be talking about and in it out of it you know studying for it i end up writing a song and in the song i said i'm um the distance between me and you is a heart <laughs> and, and it's like from the perspective of god is explaining this because people always talk about how far they feel from god yeah but that distance isn't being measured, like how far are you? Yeah. I've said it before. Yeah, I've read scriptures that says your heart is far from me. We never ask ourselves, what's the distance? Yeah, am I miles away? And God just said simply, He said, "You're a heart away." Yeah, you're a heart away from heaven forever. Yeah, you're a heart away from me and you. Yeah, that's a massive distance. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a distance of itself because because one of the things. That that um, and I've I've actually um, used it often because the spirit the spirit of God revealed it to me mm-hmm. was to tell people to cut everything off and you listen to you'll listen just listen to what you produce when there's nothing going in yeah I mean cut it all off and just sit and listen to your heart that's who, what it is. It is your heart, and it is mind-boggling to listen to a heart that has not been in the presence of God and not used to being in the presence of God. It's desperately wicked. It's desperately wicked. Who can know it? So it's not even a thing where, like like we said, like people tend to want to manipulate things or keep in order, Yeah. but it's fake order Yeah. because they don't even have control of their hearts. Yeah. Their and when hearts you, have control. Of when them. I think when anybody listens to their own, and it's what goes on inside of us, when we begin to listen to it's that, it's maddening. It's mad. Oh, it's maddening. And as long as you know what to do, once you once you get a little picture of what it is inside of you, when you know to go, how can I? Okay, God, I understand. I'm. I hear these thoughts racing yeah. a mile a minute. But it's it's to a place of understanding because yeah. people. That whenever I say it now, because I I got it from you, and uh, Antoinette actually, she she brought it to me like that doesn't sound healthy. Like why would I need to know? I don't need to know more about me. Uh, on the contrary, you yes, actually you do. you do because of the awareness it gives you. You in order for us to be godly sorrow, to have godly sorrow, in order for us to be contrite, we have to have this sobering realization of who we of are. Who we are. Some of us are under delusion. Some of us are under serious delusion. Of who we are. We don't know who we are. We don't know the potential that's within us. 
when you realize the potential that's within you, it's not only sobering, it's, it is actually scary. When you re- realize that the heart unleashed without God, yeah. oh my goodness, it's, it's so sobering. And I spend a lot of time in my own emotions, in my own thoughts, in my own head. And so for years, and people used to say, oh, you don't talk much. I didn't have to. Yeah. I had full-on conversations on the inside and came to, you know, arrive to places. The way I thought of it is like a long time ago, I wrote a song that said, there's only room for you in my heart. Yeah. I'm cleaning out my mess. Yeah. And the the realization is that there's two types of people who are moving out. There's people who have things in their house of value and they can have a yard sale. And there's people who just need a dumpster. Yeah. Just abandon it all. We have to realize that the the stuff that we're letting go is not salvageable. Yeah. Until you put one of those red stickers on the house, on the place that you used to live, it's condemned. I don't want to go back there. I can't can't salvage this stuff. And and you don't even want to visit. See, this is is what, how you can shift from living in the natural to the spiritual. Because I started saying, I said, I can't even visit that place anymore. But but for a long time, the reason why God had to talk to me like that is because for a long time, I thought that while I was in a mess of things, I thought it was salvageable. When I wanted God to fix, I wanted him to fix me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need a few enhancements. I think. Don't throw away the whole blueprint. I need a few enhancements and I'll be good to go, God. Just upgrade me. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm doing a whole full system wipe. See, I, I think that what helped me was what Paul said when he because he explained when he was Saul. And he said, I above all, I've I was circumcised the eighth day. I was a Jew above all Jews. Yeah. See, he was killing Christians, but he was actually doing it by the law. Yeah. And he was a Pharisee and a scribe. He knew the word of God. He was carrying out his mission. And he said, I count it all done. I throw it out. He said, I threw all that mess out yeah. that I might know him. And see, nobody, when you've been full of yourself, yeah. and you said, I'm sick of myself. I said, I'm cleaning out my mess. I'm getting rid of it all. It's not salvageable. It's not somebody else's treasure. And so it's trash to everybody. That's right. And I knew Sylvia. Yeah. I was so intimate with Sylvia. Yeah. I knew her. And I said, man, she doesn't like it. And, and immediately when I said, I won't go back, I can't go back and visit her. Yeah. Because she doesn't allow me. In fact, she doesn't allow, allow any, your old self doesn't allow you to just come back and visit. Yeah. It costs you something every time you go back. But that's a, the other interesting thing about this, this spirit and the realization of a lot of the things that I feel uniquely obtuse to the rest of the world is, or, or even in church. Mm-hmm is only because the church has not come to a place of making it comfortable, welcoming for the spirit. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's, uh, it's case in point. I God put on my heart to, to, to treat somebody. Mm-hmm. They just say, you know what? I'm going to give them this. I'm going to do this for them. And immediately... It was cause for concern because they saw what I was doing only from a natural way. Yeah. And it makes it so that it's hard for us to really obey God if the people around us don't obey the same God. And and it's true. But this is where it is an isolating feeling because or I'll say a, a place of isolation. It is. Because you still have to do what God says. You still got to do it. And there are rewards for doing what he says. You might not have a community that embraces it, but when the one thing that God told me, he said, Sylvia, every time you obey me, he said, I leave you with confidence. Yeah. So that the next time I come, 
and ask you to do something. It's that confidence yeah. that you have in it. And me. I still did it. And that's a and gift. I, I have the boldness to do it. It's just sometimes when you read Acts chapter 2, you do long for the day. That is common among all men. And, you know, it's I do, a common we're, we're, we're longing. It's a common good. We're longing for heaven. We we are we are definitely longing for heaven. I, I think people want to go to heaven and don't even realize any of the the reasons to want to go. Yeah. One of the reasons is to just be calm and in spirit. Yes. To look around yes. you and see the reflection of God in everything around. In everybody. You. I used to be a type of person where I only wanted to be around people who reflected my views. And <laughs> there was there there was in one of the the churches, and I I think it was. Trinity, and they used to sing, I can see in you the glory of our God, and I love you with the love of the Lord. And I would, that meant a whole lot to me. Yeah. Because it connected me with people who uh, otherwise I wouldn't see anything else. But when I began to look and see the glory of God, and even to go even further than that, I've used just that same song and those words in that song. I've used that to see the glory in God and the people that he's created. Yeah. It's just it's just so powerful. It's, There's he, something to aspire to. Yes. And I think that that's, that's a part of that seeking the kingdom. Yes. Is that we should, he, as Paul said, he said, we're we going to endeavor until we see a unity of the faith. Yeah. And a oneness in spirit. And that's what, you know, and... And I don't know how long Paul lived, but until the day that he died, he he endeavored. To he it. endeavored to. I mean, writing letters about just the simple things like giving. Yeah, he said, "Hey guys, I need y'all to give <laughs> in this way because the guys over here doing it. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell you to do it. He said, what's wrong? With, you. He said, what's wrong with you? I, I can know. make you do it, but I want you to do it out of this okay. shared experience yes. of the spirit. Yes." The same way the whole letter of Philemon. Yeah. He's once again trying to get people to operate in the spirit of love. He says, guess what? I know he did y'all dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm writing to y'all to let you know I ain't too happy with him either. But I'm going to move in this way with him because he's still one of us. Yes. He's and, still a spirit. And this is this is when you are prepared for heaven. On this side. Yeah. Some of us don't understand it. This is just about the preparation. We're, we're, we're not speaking that one language of the spirit yet. No. Where these people spoke different languages, but when it came to the will of God, they understood each other. People are... We're, we're still, we're from different walks of life. Some people from Southeast, some people from Pennsylvania, some people from Baltimore. Some and, people are speaking the word of God with their fists balled up. Absolutely. And I tell you, ready to ready to hit you, if if you disagree, we don't speak the same language, and yet. and not allowing people. And yet, I seen the encounters that Jesus had with the disciples, and in every encounter, he was so approachable that there were always questions. Yeah, and he understood. That's what I love about him. Even saying it's to your advantage. Yeah, because he said, you know what, I. When I'm when I'm with y'all, I don't get the luxury of just being. Yeah. Like imagine if he was on a boat with everyone who had faith. Yeah. They would have had a good night's sleep. Yeah. yeah but because only he had faith. Had faith. He didn't get no sleep. And he said, "Hey, it's all gonna be rectified <laughs> because I'm gonna send the spirit. It's needful that I go away." Because said, y'all, because when I go, I, I know this will be better for y'all. Y'all will be able to sit on a boat where it's storming and sleep. And sleep. And rest in me. But as long as I'm here, I ain't getting no sleep. <laughs> he said, I'm be woke up every time because you are of little faith. And I can imagine how, how you felt as a mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got these kids. They're, they're, they're constantly pulling on you in need of yeah. your spirit. Yeah. They need your spirit, like like children need milk. Yeah, they need your spirit. We're constantly pulling at it, calling at it, yeah. and then at one point you just was like, "Hey, hey, hey, <laughs> it, 
now it's needful for me to back up. Yeah. It's needful for me. I heard your issue. Yeah. I, I know. That's unbelievable. That hurts. Yeah. I'm crying just looking at you. Yeah. But you're not my child no more. You belong to God. You belong to God. And that's a good place. That's a good place. But watching you leave uh, is separation anxiety. Yeah. yeah. It's just like how it was when Jesus yeah. left. He, 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 we need that spirit. But see, it let me know something because there has been such a diminished respect for the gift that God left with us. Most people have said that they received the gift, but they never unpackaged it. And I'm going to tell you the truth, and I know some of y'all will deny this to the day you die, but I'm going to tell you, some people only give us that credit of being spiritual people because they don't want the responsibility of walking in the spirit themselves. There you go. So I don't. T- I take it with a grain of salt when people be like, I come to you because I know you let God use you. Well, guess what? Here's the news. He want to use you too. That's right. I, I always throw that, it back. I don't take that pat in the back. I always throw it back. Yeah. I need to get a prayer through. So I, that's why I came to you. No, if you want to get a prayer through, you need to come to you and yeah. to a place of understanding of you. Yeah. That you need to throw away your mess and let God manifest himself through yeah. you. Yeah. And it's true. How can you? We, we People fight about it. They say, how do I know I have the spirit? You know you have the spirit when the spirit manifests itself through you. People, I think that, that churches have adopted this and they allow the pastor, the senior pastor, the junior pastor, the ministers, and all to be put in a place where the church is like babies. Mm. Everybody's coming to get a drop from these people. Just a drop. Just speak a word to me. Yeah. And they got their, everybody has their preference. You know, some this some thing. churches have 40, 50 ministers on staff. And I've worked with a couple of them that are on staff with of a 40, 50, you know, whole long, and they'll say, you know, oh, well, I'm responsible for these type of people, and they come to me. And I, I said, what in the world? What I, kind of mess do we got going I, I on don't here? Know. I, they I, took the fivefold ministry <laughs> and fo- uh, murdered folded it. it. <laughs> they kept folding it. They just kept on folding it. I'm like, okay. It, it was five folds, and they just folded that thing to us. And they said, you know, you should be, the reason why we want to be able to call you this and this is why I won't be I won't be called anything. Because the reason why we want to call you this is because it makes order in the church so that these people can always look to you for this. Oh no, I will not do that. Yeah. Because the people ought to be looking to God, and God will use a rock if he have to. But the people ought to look to God. And the ministers need to know when it's time to grab a rock and shut up. Yeah, you're 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 telling the truth. They have to know that. They have to know when to fold them. We are we're, a lot of us are standing in the way of God, not standing as a representation of God, but actually standing yeah. in the way of God. We're not walking in the way. We're and, standing. And in the there way. are some people that even say that they've known people that were removed in a way that that for good. They transitioned to get their own, to get their their eternal life because there were so many people looking to them mm. for what, what they only should have been looking to God. Did Jesus for. didn't even want to be. Yes. Did Jesus knew he could not be for the and he sake said, of the He said it's needful. He said it's needful for it's me It's needful to go. for us to work out our own soul salvation. salvation. That if you work your soul salvation out, what you're gonna have is a spirit manifestation. Yeah. In the kitchen, <laughs> in the living room, that, in the basement. That's what I realized. Like you sometimes you, you we we in church, and I understand, folks. I understand we we are cut. That's why God, I know he got a special heart for us as a people, black people. Yeah. Is that we we are cut from a cloth of being learning adverse. Yeah. We are cut from a cloth where we have debilitating issues in the realm of learning. Yeah. And for him to use the medium of words to save this world, 
it's like we are already at a deficit. Yeah. Because people are illiterate in the natural sense before they ever are spiritual illiterate. Yeah. And they have a hurdle to jump over. I realize that. And so certain words and certain wording, it it, it is a struggle. Yes. And so t- taking advantage of words and paying attention to them and yeah. weighing them yeah. is a lost art. And yeah. So when I hear things like work out your soul salvation, I'm of the, the school of what am I working out? And then you see this other part and it makes sense. Fear, He's saying, trip. I am working out the spirit that has been manifested in me mm-hmm. with reverence. To God. And trembling. Yeah. To God. I'm taking what he deposited in me and I am manifesting this gift. It's 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 so it's so um so I I for me I'm looking I look at it and I'm like, if God gave his only son mm-hmm. so that this gift would be the earnest deposit of eternity, it would lock us in. A guarantee. And that's another thing. The spirit is considered a few things in the Bible. Number one is considered as a guarantee. The other one, that in the spirit, I mean, the the scripture I meant to grab is that it bears witness. Yes, 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 yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's a guarantee and a witness. And these things that work together in tandem. This guarantee is, oh, I I have hope of an afterlife. Yes. Because I have life right now in me. Yes. A life quickening. That, a life that by by comparison to this life is an abundant life. Yes. I he's given us a way to see the difference. Yeah. That one exists and one is grossly different than the other. Yes. He allows us to see that there's a life living in us that is so profusely different from the life around us that we float. Yeah. Yeah. It is helium. In the midst of air. Yes, it is. It, and he lets us know, though. He let us know that this is where I want you. Greater is he that is in Cause, me. Because I know when, in my beginning years, I would always be looking towards the heavens and saying, God, it's, this must be my day. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get up out of here. But he, that's, that's the scripture. He said, Lord, keep them in the world. But now he said, Sylvia, if you get busy about the purpose, yeah, you won't long for heaven so much. He said, because heaven becomes where you're at. Yeah. He said, you're busy working out, working that soul salvation out. He said, you won't long for heaven. Because I start longing for this place. I start longing for a place that everyone looked alike. Yeah. You know, because it's hard to be in a church, and and sometimes you start saying, "I, I feel like I, I don't look like everybody else." Yeah, I, I, God, I don't look like everybody else, yeah. but I hear you. And part of that is, I'm trying to figure out how to look like people who don't move. Yeah. And it's, still move in the spirit. So you you hear it says that the flesh dies yeah. daily. Well, the spirit will die. <laughs> but it says the spirit is renewed day by day. Day by day. And so I immediately thought of a passport. Because the spirit, the passport has to be renewed when you fill it up. Yeah. The spirit wants to move. Yeah. It's another song I wrote. And I didn't even understand what it meant. I thought that it was actually sacrilegious. They wouldn't leave my head. Mm-hmm. I just had heard this like Afro rhythm, and it says, "Spirit wants to move. Spirit wants to move." Yeah. And then I didn't understand. I just kept singing that part <laughs> to Philip. I said, and then I was, I was, I was just singing it. And I said, he, the other part came to me. He said, "Move with the spirit, because the spirit wants to move." That's right. It, it made all the sense in the world. Yeah, yeah, because he. He's literally showing. He's like, I, I'm. I've come to be this active, dynamic thing yeah. that moves and takes you to different places. And your your spiritual passport should be so filled. And it, that literally every day, you got to get it renewed. You need a fresh, yes, 
fresh page in your. And he started. I mean, he made some some promises in there. He said, "You'll have audience with kings." How he you said, gonna get there? How if you, you don't let the spirit move, move you? And you, you start thinking. You say, "Well, you know, I got my PhD. I got, you know, maybe." It's it's important to get your education. You know, people start saying all these things, you know, because God wanna use you. You ain't gotta do but, that. But but how about how about let the spirit just move. let the spirit move. Move. He said, ears have not heard, eyes have not seen, neither has it and I tell into you the what? hearts of men what God has prepared. It's so exciting. Because just think about that scripture. He said, yeah, just, 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 just one part of it. He yeah. said, ears haven't heard. Yeah, it started exciting me, you know, when I started thinking about it. And I remember, you know, I, could, I was probably only about 24, 25. And I remember that during the church service, a person hugged me and they, put, they spoke that scripture. Yeah. And I hadn't read the scripture. But I went home and I looked in the concordance. wasn't no iPads and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went to the concordance of the Bible and I, and I looked back there and I found it. And I read that scripture over and over again because she whispered it to me. And it resonated in the inside of me. And I kept saying, Lord Jesus. You know, because the place that I was at, I didn't understand how. You know, I, I, I just knew God had me right here and he was allowing me. Yeah. To, to be victorious in daily encounters with my children, with my neighbors. He was just allowing me to be victorious. Putting you in position. Yeah, and I... And literally, this is the thing. I, I We have to share this. I see it too much in the church because church is a commodity, a marketable commodity. It is a viable career by all respects. It is a means of celebrity. Yeah. You have people who are not, who are in the church, who are supposed to be moved by God, by his spirit, moved by ambition. Yeah. And that's the truth. And you see, you literally see church hoppers. Yeah. And you can see people pop themselves off of a body and attach themselves to another body purely out of ambition, not out of the move of the spirit. Yeah. And when you don't let the spirit move, you have to ask yourself, what are you moved by? Mm. What are you moved by? Because yeah. spirit moves. But I'm going to tell you, not just God's spirit. There you go. Because there are only two spirits. There are only two spirits. He said that he said the people, the people who are operating in the, in the spirit of this world, he said their feet run swift. To evil. To evil. Yeah. Feet yeah. run swift. But... It didn't say their hearts. Mm-mm. It didn't say their hearts. It said their feet. Why? Their feet are running swift because they're being moved. They're being propelled. By these literally to, to God. Literally, I could just see him. To him, we are literally just vessels. Yeah. And so you <laughs> look at it, he's like, well, look at them feet go. He's not, look, he not looking at look at the force go. He's like, look at them feet. Look at them feet. Just Carrying that vessel right on Carrying over. Carrying that, that vessel that is being led by spirit. He has that them feet moving. That's why he acknowledged Adam and Eve the way he did. He said, why y'all hide? He didn't. He, he asked them because they don't even know that they are being moved by something other than them. But I I can think back to the scripture. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of God, of the ungodly, mm-hmm. nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth, sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law does he meditate both day, day and, and night. night. And the progression of the standing and the sitting, and that is what, what, God said, Sylvia, if you don't want to be moved by that spirit, yeah. he said, this is what you better not do. He said, if you don't want to walk <laughs> according to the counsel of someone who's not me, yeah. then you need to not stand. And you don't need to be sitting. Around them. <laughs> yeah. And you don't need to sit around them. Yeah. You need to meditate. See, it, it started <laughs> there. He started you there. He said, 
instead of sitting there with them, the scorners, yeah. Yeah. I need you to sit by yourself and yeah. meditate both day and night. That way you walk of according to the counsel of God. And that's what moves you. But that's what I'm saying. The power of words. All of this is out of that scripture. Yeah. Because some things can be implied based on other things. Things. He he was really clear. That was a real clear thing. It's very clear. He was like, you don't want to be moved by the spirit of the enemy. Then he said... you're going to have to meditate on me. Because when he you said, think about it, that's fill your thought process. Clearly, you're not moving by your own power. Yes. Because we don't know things. Right. That's just I tried to explain that to my nieces. That, you know, she's only five, six. Yeah. Leo, how old is she? Five. She's five years old. She has an assurity of herself that she knows everything. Yeah. And it's hard to try to explain to her. And you, she really gets upset. If she gets she, upset if you tell her that she don't know something. Yeah, because and she'll ask you, and she's like, "Come on, give up the goods." Because she's made every <laughs> effort to know. Yes, yeah, she, she does. doesn't know that she is. She's like a hamster. She's receiving the water on a need to drink basis. basis. She doesn't like that. But because she doesn't see the rest of the water, she thinks she's drunk it all. Yeah. But no, there's said, more learning that's going to come. She said, what does that word mean? And I said, what mm-hmm. word? She said, I heard you say it. Yeah. I heard you say it to granddad. I said, well, I wasn't saying the word to you, so you don't need to know what Let it means. Let me know what it means so I can assimilate it into to my, my understanding. And she has it in her conversation. So we see. Because she's sitting yeah. around us. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. She's walking amongst us. Yes. So we will be her counsel. Yeah. And even, even the way that, you know, my hands were not. Yeah. And um, yesterday during church service, God called my attention to her and she was worshiping. She had her hand up because these are the places where she stays and she walks. And she does ask questions. Because she want to know. Because she want to know. Because they're company. Yeah. Scripture to go perfectly with that on the alternate is he that dwelleth in the secret, secret place of the Most High shall abide yeah, under the shadow of the, the Almighty. Almighty. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a good place. You know, it's, it's, I said that that seems so simple. Yeah. You know, I, I watched my grandson and I watched, he was afraid of everything on the television, you know, because the, the movies were violent. Mm hmm. And he had covered his head. I mean, he was underneath it. And I said to his mom, Psalms 91, you got to give it to him. Because it's not the problem with what's going on up there. It's how his brain is grasping hold of these things. And it's going to play it back to him. Right. And it's it, it because <laughs> he hasn't an awareness yeah. of the boundaries of reality. Yeah. These things start to take place. And it, as he grows, he'll understand the limits of reality. He was trying to tell her, you know, just turn. Yeah. Just turn because even the hearing is bothering me. You know, and she said, look at your iPad. <laughs> he, like, yeah, he, he was like, no, you don't get it. If I hear it. And that's what that's what spiritual people don't understand. How to remain spiritual is to abide and dwell in a certain environment yeah. that promotes walking in the counsel of God. And sometimes in the beginning, like I told you, God is, I tell you, he, he's given us the spirit to lead God and direct us into all truths. And the first truth he does is tell you about you. Yeah. And he'll tell you, he said, look, unplugged from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 unplugged from that. And it's funny because... You you told me a long time ago. You said, "Forrest, you would be better off you just get the TV out your room." Yeah. And for the, it may not be for everybody, but for me, yeah, it was a drastic measure that number one helped me to to prove how bad I wanted. And I feel like a lot of times God is really just challenging us to show Him how bad we want it. Yeah, how bad we want it. Your deliverance is as aggressive as your desire for it. 
And I mean, he he did put it. <laughs> That's just did, being honest, guys. He did put put it in scripture. He said, "No man have leaving mother, father, sister, brother." He used the relationship connections, but this same principle works in all things. In all things, because he said, "Will you not get? Will he not give it back in this world yeah. and the world to come?" I, I I need people to understand that because when you see something like "Draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you." Yeah. The, you a lot of what God is interested in comes out of your interest. Yes, in Him. Yeah, it comes out like He's like I'm as interested in you as you are in me. But the thing of it is, is He don't just want to be one of your interests. Some people have a lot of interests. He wants to be the interest. See, he, he, he's like, I'm your one and only. But that's why, you know, <laughs> it, it's very powerful when the, the concept of draw nigh. Yeah. Because he's, you can't draw to more than one thing. You sure can. You can't. You just can't. It's like paying attention. You know, people will try to tell you they're listening to you. But when you tell them out of honor and respect for me, I'm asking for your undivided attention. attention. I know you hear me with the phone in your hand, but I'm asking you to put the phone down and give me your undivided That's what God is asking for. And And it's crazy because we'll ask for it from people and demand it, but give God our divided attention. But God knows how to pull rank. He He said, I paid for it. Does. He said, "The very breath that you're breathing is mine." Yeah, you know when God pulls rank, He does it because He loves us. And I think a lot of people, God has pulled rank on them, mm-hmm. but they've decided because they still live on this side, and they still have the element of choice, yeah. which came into play because of Adam and Eve. I think that's a, the powerful thing is that the Spirit is a guarantor. Of ownership to God. Yeah. It's a down payment of ownership. Ownership. We don't understand it. Yeah. Like we look at a, a guarantee and not understand, like, is, what is it a guarantee to? That you will be his. Yeah. I was, yeah, <laughs> it, it's for the last, the last few days that that song was has been with us. And I just meditated on what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And it's so, you know, because they speak the language of that time and era in the Bible, they're talking about things, and they ref- God refers to things in that time slot. And when He purchased us with the blood of Christ, or He t- He did away with all the debt that we owed, we were supposed to be slaves. Yeah. That's how that worked. We were slaves. Yeah. But he calls us friends. And I think because of the way we are as human beings, we don't know how to be a friend. We don't. Slavery is one thing. Yeah. It's forced. But to be a slave by choice. That's what God's talking yeah. about. He's not talking about the shackles and the irons. To be indebted. Yes. He's, that's what he's talking about. Like, to realize, like, it's like the, the Japanese tradition, if someone does something of a great magnitude, that you're indebted to them. Yeah. And, and literally, when we say Jesus paid our debt, but we don't respond <laughs> by being indebted to him, it, it's a little problematic. It's literally like you want him to do all of this with no money down on your part. Yeah, and he paid my debt. He paid my debt. And I'm a king's kid. I'm living in the palace now. Yeah. Yeah. You, we treat, we, we act like Christians act like we trust fine kids. Yeah. Like we just have access to this piggy bank without any type of challenge, any type of. But we got to speak the language of the kingdom. Absolutely. We were slaves. Yeah. And we're not only slaves. See, he calls us friends. Yeah. But in all reality, we're slaves. Not slaves with the irons on. We're slaves 
in indebtedness. Yeah. We're indebted to God. And that's what Paul was saying. That he felt like he was indebted. Yeah. In that way. He's the spirit constrains me. Yeah. <laughs> and just to think, you know, because Paul literally had to go against the very lifestyle that he was living, the very his all his peers. That he was a everything. Slave to. He was a slave to it. That's why I share with uh I think I shared it with Antoinette. And I was saying, like, it's interesting to me that people will say that it's a white man's religion, but they obey white man's laws every day. Every every day. That that to me is just ignorant. <laughs> But Ignorance unfolds. You serve a master. Yeah. We all serve a master. We are a slave to something. Yeah. And he decided to uh, to clue us in on this reality, <laughs> and then say, "But I'm gonna do you one better. You will be a slave, but you will never be treated like one." And that, to me, it should be overwhelming. Yeah. That we we are slaves. Yeah. But we've never been treated like I, that. I think that's the the powerful thing about the spirit and talking about the spirit is that you go on for ever, ever, and there's so many different concepts to it. But I I love this, and I'm actually going to use this as a part two. So we got house of the house the spirit built part one and part two because I think both of them together are good companions. Because yeah. one what we were kind of setting the foundation. Yeah. And then this one, we're kind of pouring out some of the the elements, some of the 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 prop, just our experiences with yes. it, and some of the results that have come just from, and, and some of the observations that you see on the other side of it now. Yeah, just being yeah. walking in the spirit and realizing certain things. And one of the things that, that hit me as we close out is that you said. It's okay for us to be, to stand out. Yeah. It's okay for us to not feel that camaraderie yeah. and to have that unity in the spirit. And, you know, I, I want to share with people as we close out, like, this, this thing, as much as it is nice to share the spirit and walk in this earth, this is... A preparing. Yeah. And reminding myself that the spirit and the whole idea of it is for a selfish purpose. Right. It's it's a God who wants to get me to a place where I can be with him. And the hardest part of being a Christian in today's time is that I'm supposed to be interested in the idea of heaven but I'm supposed to be afraid of the reality of it. Yeah. And I don't know how those two things play together. They don't. I don't know why it is that people will love to sing about heaven, talk about dancing in heaven all day, and then when you tell them what it takes to get there, they become overwhelmingly uh, uh, just disinterested with the whole thing. Because you basically have to die twice. And you have to die twice. And we, we hate death. And and we talked about that. Um, it's a, a podcast from last year. Just actually was the anniversary of it. But we it, it was called The Dearly Departed. Mm-hmm. And I'm always uh, fond of that when you got to listen to it one day. But um, because God gave me a song and he said, it says, yesterday I died. Now I'm one of the dearly departed. Oh, for me, don't cry. Oh, no. Don't be brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. Because I've never felt so alive. Mm-hmm. Said, I never felt so alive. I've never felt so alive. All praise to Jesus because he paid the price. Mm-hmm. Now I can rest in peace. And it's just a simple song, but it always reminds me. I feel a sense of camaraderie when I look at it. As yeah. I'm part of the dearly departed. Right. Right. Because when you think about it, it never was more simpler to me. Explain. That if you die now, you don't have to die yeah. no more. And I actually fondly re- re- uh, refer to certain people as part of the dearly departed. I say it in my mind because I know it creeps people out. But I, I think about my, my Uncle Dennis and I say, oh, that's the dearly departed. Yeah. And he died before he ever died. He did. 
And that he I, didn't, I think about you, and I think about you. Don't, you, so. don't you, you know that when a person dies before they die, that they don't they don't actually taste death. Yeah. Because it's been tasted before. Yeah. See, they did the the work on this side, and that's where the issue is. Yeah. Because we're not being prepared for heaven. Yeah. We just we're just so contented with yeah. it. The now. And I really do think that once people see the world for how they should see it, yeah, they will realize why the spirit is called the comforter. Yes. And I'm going to end on Yes. That. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's but, not fair. I know. Um, uh, episode 70. This will be episode 70. I'm going to put this one out directly after the next one. So we're we're two weeks in the future right now. It's kind of spooky. <laughs> we're we're two Thursdays from now. How does it feel? How does it feel being in Thursday? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> feel like I'm being translated. <laughs> um uh yeah, episode 70. Uh this was part two. I don't I don't even think that I'll do like the housekeeping and stuff at the beginning. So uh, I guess I'll say it here. Realchurchmatters.com is where you can get all the stuff. Um, Obedience over audience.